What's up, everybody? It's Paul here from RTB Limited. This week, episode six of our podcast is with Chrissy Morrison from My Turn Properties NJ. Chrissy was a teacher uh, and then um, wanted to control her own destiny and brings different income in. And she started a real estate business. She went to a course, learned some stuff, came home, started flipping houses, killed it. Um, struggled a little bit, and now she wants to document that and share with everybody what she's doing. So take a listen. I think you can get a lot of value if you're looking to get into this. I share some great tips on how she can grow as a person in her people skills, her process, and her profits. And then um, we share some insights on some of the books that she's read as well that can be helpful for you if you're looking to get into this. So sit back, relax, and let us know how you like it. Pulley out. Hey, this is Paul here from RTV Limited, and I'm interviewing another female entrepreneur this week, Chrissy Morrison from My Turn Properties. Tell us more about Hi. you and yourself, Chrissy. How you doing? Uh, I'm Chrissy Morrison, and I just started a new company about three years, three years ago called My Turn Properties. And what do you guys do? So um, I started this company to flip homes, uh, renovate, you know, distressed properties, and, um, you know, put them back on the market. Awesome. Uh, I was a teacher. I was a teacher for 12 years. I taught high school math, and um, I decided it wasn't where I wanted to be and and uh, have my career in. So um, my husband Phil took me out to a um, a place out in Vegas. To uh, I was like, yeah, Vegas. I was turning 40, and he's like, hey, take a look at this guy. Um, you know, he does mentoring for real estate investors, and I was like, all right, let's let's go out there have a weekend. And I went out there and I totally got sold. I was like, I want to do this. I want to quit my job tomorrow and, um, you know, start working towards financial freedom, you know, working towards being home with my kids. And, and, um, you know, I signed up for this guy's course and, uh, I did really, really good the first year. It was awesome. I flipped eight homes. We did really good. And I was like, this is, you know, great. You know, you see this property and it's all distressed and then we make it all pretty. And, but, you know, just like the show, HGTV. And it's totally not like HGTV at all. You got hoarders in there and you got dead animals and squatters. I'm sure probably pretty bad. Oh, I mean, I could tell you stories, which is hilarious. I had a raccoon chase me out of a house one time. (laughs) It was like, (laughs) I wish I had a video camera to, to show people that. And, um, you know, it, it, it has been an experience, you know, I've been on that roller coaster ride of flipping houses and now in the 2018, um, year I'm going down that roller coaster ride. So, um, you know, things haven't, haven't been going my way. Um, yeah, I've, I've, I've hit a couple bad contractors. Some of my properties have been on, um, on the renovation scale for way too long and that gets a lot of holding costs which kills you know my profit um, I've gone through five or six contractors in the past year and uh, I think that's the diff- that's the biggest problem in the business that I'm that I'm running um, you know my term properties came from me and Phil sitting down and I say you know what hon it's it's time for me it's my turn to make some money you know, and, and, and that just hit. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, he, he makes good money. And I'm like, I want to beat your salary. You know, it's time for me to, you know, stop 
contributing to like, you know, $60,000 a year, which wasn't even take home as a teacher to, you know, try to triple that or quadruple that. Um, you know, I set my goals every year to, to do better and better. And, you know, this business, he was just like, do it all on my own. And um, I've been doing it. And now my, my focus has kind of changed in the past three years. So I've, I flipped the homes, but people don't understand that you don't make money until you sell them. So if you quit your job, you know, even if it was just like $4,000 a month take home as a teacher, it's still $4,000 a month that you have in your pocket. Now it's like $0 a month because I'm shelling out thousands every month, you know, for holding costs, for you know, rehab. Or whatever, yeah. Yeah, and, and people don't realize it. So you have to supplement in between and try to figure out. So now my focus is, you know, flipping multifamily. Um, so I've been trying to purchase more multifamily and renting them out and getting that cash flow every month. And, and Phil and I have been doing rentals for about five or six years, maybe even longer than that. Um, and now since I'm not working, I'm now full managing our portfolio of rentals, which is great. You take, you take a management fee out of that portfolio to pay yourself? Yes. Okay. Yes. So like so usually you know, what, um, mostly, usually 10%, right? Normal for management fees? About, yeah, 10% is usual management fee um, around New Jersey. You know, someone the other day told me, oh, I only charge 6%. I'm like, hmm, maybe I should hire you <laughs> because I've never heard of 6% management fee. Right. Um, I'm like, what do you do? Do you actually answer their calls, you know, for 6%? Um, but right now we have a small portfolio, so it's enough for me to manage. Um, it, it, it's definitely a different um, career path that I wasn't thinking that I was going to do. But in the meantime, I still have you know, three houses on the market two houses that I'm still renovating. Um, we just opened up another business that we're doing um, power washing. You told me so about it. So it's, it's supplementing. Yeah, you need the cash flow every month. And when you're going through these classes and these coaching, that's not something they really talk about. It's, it's more, you know, um, finding investors that are going to invest in your properties, which is great. Um, and not paying the interest payments every month because you don't pay them till the end when you sell these houses. But now the market has gone down. My houses have been sitting for a couple months and you know, the winter months aren't the greatest time to, to sell houses. So um, you, you have a different focus. And I've been through so many ups and downs that you know, my focus is getting the cash flow every month. But I'm also one of those people that I wanna help other people. Um, you know, get into this business. Um, my main focus has been women. And I've had a lot in the last three years, a lot of women reach out to me on Facebook because when I was doing really well in 2017, the coach that I had also marketed me as one of his greatest coaching students, especially being a woman. And people reached out to me. Is it really, you know, should I go for all that money to get this coach and should I do it? I'm like, yeah, you know, it's worth it. Because for me, it was a lot of money putting out, but I, you know, I talked to Phil, my husband, my kids, and I said, you know what? It's kind of like a different career for me. So it's like a college tuition. And it was like a college tuition to do the coaching. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, someone that came from a background of uh, high school math, and that's all I knew was to teach high school math. 
Core. And Common master- Core. Common Core. Yeah. Common Core is what got me out. I was like, forget it. You know, it was all about the, the testing. And, you know, we were reflected on how these kids did on the testing. And I didn't want to do that anymore. I didn't have any fun. I had fun with these kids. You know, there was, it was a good time. Right. And I also got a master's in um, educational leadership. So I thought I would you know, become a principal or a superintendent or maybe eventually teach in college or something like that. So I think that teaching is that motivation for me. Mm-hmm. A lot of it, you know, stems to that. Um, you know, in this new business that I started, I, Phil always says, you don't know what the real world is. And it, it, he's, he's right. I mean, for 12 years of my life, I was you were a sheltered, you were a sheltered was, child. Yeah, yeah. I'm not trying absolutely. to diminish what you were doing. Obviously, you had a lot of responsibility teaching kids, and you're, you know, but it's difficult. You're not, you're not the, you know, you're not fighting and clawing for that, for that money all the time. You know, it's going to come in. Right, right. It's uh, yeah, it's that, and it's you're in this classroom from seven in the morning to four p.m. You know, I mean, you have to get somebody to relieve you to go to the bathroom. I mean, that's how crazy it is. It's prison. So, that's prison. That's prison. It is. It is. And, you know, I have a group hey, of boss, friends. Shaking the tree, boss. Shaking the tree. Right. Yeah, exactly. Cool it's, hands, it's, Luke. Yeah, yeah. It, you are in not like a prison because I did enjoy it, but it is a different world than I'm living in the past three years. It has been a different world. And feels like, you know, welcome to reality because right. it's, you know, and I have a lot of teacher friends that I see it now. You know, they don't understand a lot of what's going on in the world. Um, you know, it, it is like a nine to five job and you're done once you get home. Um, you know, for me, I wanted more. You know, it was like always more. I always have that drive, that determination. You know, have I been successful the whole three years? No. But, you know, anyone that's in a business will know that the beginning is hard. Yeah. yeah. It's that roller coaster ride that I get. Sine wave. We'll talk about math. It's a sine wave, right? It's, it's, Absolutely. <laughs> it is a sine wave. And I'm, I've gone through the ups and the downs, and I, I, I have that, just that drive inside of me. Have I failed on a couple of things? Sure. Who hasn't? But you're but learning. But you're learning from it. Yeah, I'm learning from it. I'm trying not to do the same mistakes. Um, some of them were very costly, unfortunately. And, um, you know, it's taken me a long time to actually acknowledge it, you know, because I ignored it for a long time and I tried to cover it up and fix it and fix it and fix it. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you need to know that fixing it just makes more of a problem. You can't put a bandaid on it, you know? And, um, and then that's what I'm, I'm going through. And I I said now 2019 is going to be different. So change my focus. So you mentioned a couple challenges that you're facing, obviously contractors. And I, I think contractors are, it, it's a, it's a needed business and it's one of those skilled trades that um, they, they have such a high demand, but I think where they can fix their business. I have a friend who does, he only works with contractors and their marketing is their response rate and how fast they respond. I don't mm-hmm. think, they're, they're such small operations most of the time until they start to scale that they really can't handle the pressures of, of you calling, hey, where are you at the house? Well, I have another job I'm working on. They're paying me more and I have to go there or there, you know. Exactly what and happened. They need, I think that's what they need to assistance in, in helping that scaling process and how to scale out, right? And how to train 
a foreman to run a job site when they're not there, right? So that they can be in two spots at once. Right. And, you know, potentially work on two different houses for you at the same time and then turn that house over that much faster, right? Right. Or, or um, we're done with job one. Let's get the whole crew over at Morrison Project and, and bang it out real quick, mm-hmm. right? Because that time is money, right? Because you're, right. you're paying them for, you know, let's say uh, a flat fee. Let's just use round numbers. We'll say 100K to refurb a house. Around, right. And if they can get it done in three months, they can do another job in the other three months rather than the six months they're dragging it out for, you know, so. Unfortunately, these contractors don't have that concept. They just, like you said in the beginning, they jump. Oh, this is more money. Okay, I'm going to leave. You know, I'll forget, forget her job for a couple of weeks. And, you know, I was new at this whole construction thing. And, you know, I rely on people to have that experience. You know, I'm going to hire an electrician because he's experienced in the electrical work. Mm-hmm. That's not my experience. You know, you want to hire people that are, are strong in those trades, right? Whenever you start a business, you should always do that. A hundred percent. If you don't have the skill set, listen, I, I'm not an accountant. I, I hire an right. accountant. <laughs> Correct. Right. Right. I, I, I'm not an attorney. I can't, you know, read these, these legal things. I'm going to have my attorney do that, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's, that's part of the business. Unfortunately, I trusted too many people because I was new and a little bit naive thinking that, oh, okay, they can handle this. Well, obviously they put it. So it turned into babysitting. And then it was, you know, because I'm a woman, it's, um, I'm the, I'm the bitch, you know, or I'm bitching at them. Right. Uh, you know, a, a lot of it, I could tell just from meeting certain trades that it wasn't going to work out. You know, um, it's probably better they, you didn't work with them then. It's probably, better, it's probably better you didn't work with them because they, yeah. they're going to have a, a preconceived notion of who you are and what you can do. Look, you're, if you look at your journey just in this short conversation that we've had, you're educated, right? You know how to work with people. If they don't know how to work with people, then they're probably not the right person to work with, right? Because it's like starting your own business. Is it the right culture that you're trying to build the same mission and the same or the same values and same principles to complete the mission, right? That's ultimately what you want. So contractors, obviously, and tradespeople are your people problem, your challenge as a new flipper or rehabber and rent and hold person. Uh, On the process side, what, what do you think because we focus on three P's, people, process, and profits in, in RTB. And then RTB means to ring the bell. So going out there and what you're doing every day is you're going out there. So we're going to talk about that later. But on the process side, what would you say is your biggest challenge? So process, um, my scheduling. It, it's, it's, it's crazy. As a teacher, I was so scheduled about, you know, planning and scheduling and, and, you know, making sure that these kids knew exactly what their goal was during that classroom. Me, as, you know, starting this new business, I like, I don't know what happened. I threw it out the window because I think it was a lot of scrambling. Like, oh my God, I got to do this. Oh my God, I got to do that. (laughs) You know, and that's, that's still my challenge. Like every day I wake up and I try to get up earlier and earlier. I'm not an early riser. But I have discipline. to get up. Get you up. lack discipline. No, I'm not. I mean, I got your 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 text. I think 4:30 in the morning. I'm like, damn, that's, yeah. that's impressive. You know, yeah. that's really impressive. But I, I just I got to get better at that. And um, 
you know, I'm up at six every morning because my kids got to get ready for school and all that. So my schedule in the morning is about the kids. But then, you know, once they're gone, it's 8, 30, 9 o'clock. My day is like almost over because I promised my kids that I would be done my day by 3.30 when they're home, you know, because then I got to be a mom. So I got to be a boss during the day and then I got to be a mom, you know, in the afternoon. So I got to balance all that. And, and I got to do something for myself. 100%. So, you know, that's, that's the hardest part is like I wake up and shower, whatever. I put on yoga pants and my workout clothes because I know sometime during the day I'm going to go to the gym. Right. Does it end up happening? No. So you know? I, I do a little different. I get up earlier before the, even this like 4.30 and I work out and I start banging out stuff so I can get ahead of stuff because the company I'm you know, consulting for and other companies are overseas and they're in different time zones. So I'm trying to get as much stuff as I possibly can get done before the kids get up and the kids get up around seven. Then my wife and I tackle the kids to get them out the door for school. And, uh, right. but they're younger, so they're not going to middle school and getting on the bus at seven thirty. But, um, then after that at eight thirty, I come to my office and I start banging out again. Right. So, I mean, that for me has been a discipline thing where I have to get up and cause if I don't do it now, I can't do it in the afternoon because when the kids come home, exactly what you're talking about, you know, we have sports, you know, we have meetings, we have other stuff going on, you know, networking events, whatever. And you have to balance it and you have to have that quality of life. So on the process side, scheduling your days and understanding um, uh, where to fit everything in. So, you know, a, a possible solution there would be, you know, and I know it's hard because when people aren't trained, I'm trained from the military getting up early, but uh, is taking 15 minutes off your clock every day or at least once a week, right? So you said you set your alarm at six. So next week, set it for 545 and get up at 545 and just maybe meditate for 15, you know, whatever, or do an email or, you know, get on top of social media or whatever that you have in your process, but start building out a process so that you can tackle the day on your terms, right? So in, in rugby, we use take on contact under your terms. So when you go into a tackle, if I, if I'm playing against you, Chrissy, and you're tackling me, I want to take you on, on my terms, not on your terms. So I'm going to get hurt. Right. And, and the same thing in, 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 uh, in the military, if I'm going to uh, attack somebody, I want to attack them on my terms, right. In business, the same thing. If I'm going to mm -hmm. attack a, a problem or a property, I'm going to use you as an example. It's under your terms, right? Yeah. When you negotiate, it's your terms, right? You have a price in mind. You need to make that number and you have to present and offer the value to the customer that it's going to be worth its worth. So attacking it on your terms is what I'm getting at. So starting out earlier and each week by week, building up that discipline to get up earlier and going to bed earlier. That's, that's hard for a lot of people are, you know, well, I'll be fine. I'll go to bed at 11. I'll watch the show. No. And then taking TV out of your life is a big, is a big thing too. Right. Yeah. So. I mean, um, I, I, my kids go to bed now at like nine 30 and mm -hmm. to be, um, we had them in bed by like eight, eight 30. So Phil and I would have some time together, you know, an hour or something. Now it's like nine 30, 10 o'clock. We're both snoozing on the couch. <laughs> it's like, if we're that, yeah, we're that catching time, flies, catching flies. Is is up to bed, you know, it's like we, and it happens every night. So yeah, the discipline is, is what I'm lacking is the discipline because it's like, Oh, I'm free to do whatever I want now that I'm not. And I think that's what I did. I think I just figured it out. Too. It's like, I was so in that 
classroom for so long and you know I couldn't leave that now that I went off on my own I'm like I'm free to do whatever I want so forget the schedules forget the discipline forget that but that's not benefiting my business and my motivation to be successful you know at that's killing me. So uh, that is something that I need to look to, to do for 2019. So the coaching that I do, uh, that's one of the things I work on as a discipline because it's hard. And, and some people are like, I'll just get up at 4.30 in the morning. I'm like, you're like, no, man, you can't. You can't do that overnight. You can't just turn a switch. <laughs> you got to train yourself. It's incremental steps. Like you don't run a marathon in one jump. You take right. a lot of training to get there. Right. Uh, you don't fight. You know, you just don't start fighting tomorrow. Hey, I want to spar with Mike Tyson. <laughs> You're going to die, you know, like, uh, so e incremental steps, right? Those little babies at 15 minutes will make, will add up and you'll start feeling it, but you'll get used to it too. So do it a week at a time and then and roll it back another 15 minutes. Next thing you know, it's, it's four o'clock in the morning and you're like, okay, let's do this. I'm ready to, I'm ready to yeah, yeah. the day, you know, like, <laughs> so, so uh, let me ask you this by three o'clock. Are you like <sighs> snoozing? Uh, I, sometimes I'll take a, a, like a 20 minute power nap in the yeah. afternoon. Um, and literally I'll time it 20 minutes because anything beyond that, your body starts to fall into like uh, a deeper sleep and then you get become yeah. really lag. But I'm also trained to do this where, you know, you'd be in the field and like, all right, we're going to st stand here for 20 minutes and take a quick water break and you know, whatever. And you fall down and go to sleep <laughs> literally like that. And then right. they get up on your feet. Okay, let's go. And we'd start moving and you'd, you'd right. be recharged. And literally 20 minutes for me can make me run another eight hours, no problem. Huh. So a little cat That's nap weird. like that. I mean, and they say if you put your feet up, another reason why I don't have the couch here just to sleep on, I put my feet up on it for 20 minutes because the blood coming back to your, your heart, it doesn't have to pump as hard, so you actually fall asleep faster. And I don't know. So, or you just meditate, you know, five minutes of meditation in the afternoon too helps because it helps relax your brain. Um, I have started meditating too. Phil is a big. A lot of apps for it. Really easy to do yeah. mindfulness. But um, yeah. and the other thing that I do is uh, every 50 minutes, I'll get out of my, my seat and, and do something physical, you know, 20 push ups, or, you know, squats or whatever. Just to, because if you sit in a seat all day, your back's going to hurt, number one. Right. Keep your core upright all day. You're, you know, you're going to get worn out. So that's an opportunity there for a little self improvement along the way. But I like that. So the third P on the profit side, what's your, obviously you were talking about cash flow. and we're going to go into that more, but do you think that's one of your biggest challenges right now as a small business entrepreneur who's doing the, the flip and hold or flip or, you know, flip and, and sell or buy and hold rent real estate game. And, and people wanted to get into that cash flow is number one. Right. So, you know, I think that's probably it. Right. Oh yeah. I mean, like I said before, it, when you're flipping these houses, you don't make any money. And if you even make the money when you sell the property too, I mean, because here's the thing, you, if you're holding it for too long, like I've got, I went through five contractors on one house, mm -hmm. you know, I over went, I, you know, I went over budget because once you hire one contractor and another guy's got to come in to, you know, fix his mess and then another guy, it costs more money, you know? And, and I always say, well, I only have this much. This is all we can do it for. I can't pick money off the trees to, you know, fix this house. So that's another issue. I also have Phil in some of my properties doing the work. And listen, he doesn't have the time to do it either. You know, like, hey, hon, I need you to put up some rods and uh, can you can you pour some concrete 
Well, the other day, it's funny, he goes, I'm gonna teach you how to pour concrete. I'm like, all right. So, you know, I was pouring concrete, I was putting up insulation, I was painting, I was sanding, doing everything to try to get it on the market because the holding costs have been killing us. You know, so the rentals are great, they're doing well. We have everybody in in, um, the units that we have, great. you know, multifamilies are always, you know, the best thing to have. And that's what we have because one side always pays for the mortgage and the other side is out of our pocket. We got um, this office now um, for me and upstairs is, is paying for the office, which is great. Awesome. Um, my, yeah, my next thing is, is coaching or, you know, I started a blog, but, you know, my scheduling's awful. So I don't um, write as much on the blog that I would like to that I named high heels to hard hats, you know? So I, high heels I wore every day, you know, as a teacher. And- um, We're gonna you know, put that in the, in the post as well, just so people can find it. Yeah, they can find it. There's only a few sections, like I have to go back now and write, you know, my experiences over the past year that I haven't had a chance, but I have it written down in like a journal. So what's so easier for you, writing? Or, or speaking like you are right now, what's easier for you to document? I like the interaction. So, I really yeah. do. Like, online. So, you know, in the beginning, I used to do a lot of social media where it'd be like Facebook Live and I would be at a project. And I'm like, yeah, it's demo day. This is, but um, this past year has been like a really difficult year for my business. So I kind of haven't been showing that. And when I look back and I'm like, you know what? I probably should have showed it more, you know, because you need to document what you're doing because nothing, not no, yeah. like nobody's life is perfect. Nobody's life is perfect. And they need yeah. to see that you're not, you know, you see a lot of people on, on the socials who are like, Oh, I got a Lamborghini today. Great. You know, is yeah. that yours or do you rent it? Like, I think there's gotta right. be some right. truth here. And I, I am a, I am an upfront and just like Phil, Phil and I, so Full disclosure, I know uh, Chrissy through her husband, Phil. We worked together and, you know, in medical device sales for years. And, um, you know, we're very much upfront, in-your-face people. I have a problem with you. I will tell you. <laughs> if you have a problem with me, I expect you to tell me. And I will take the feedback and exorb it and say, okay, this is how I learn. And right. I think that's what people need to do is document and say, hey, listen, life isn't perfect. You know, you're going right. to get punched in the face. And it's how, ha- you know, I hate to quote Rocky. I'm, I'm a big Rocky fan, but uh, it's how you get back up, right? right. Can you take a punch and keep getting back up, right? Life's not easy. Yeah, and that's, that's my next thing, is my journey to share that. Because I guess maybe it was the shame, like I was embarrassed that it was happening. Mm-hmm. But people need to know. I mean, there's so many you people Do you care what other people think? Do you care what other people think? No. No. <laughs> At this point, no. I mean, I did, um, I've, I've, I've learned over the years, like nobody gives a shit about me. Mm-hmm. So why should I give a shit about what they think? You exactly. know, I mean, the only people that I care about is my family, yep. you know, my family, I want to make my family proud. I want to, you know, have that financial freedom for my family so we can go on trips mm-hmm. instead of working day and night, you know, trying to fix these flips. And it's just not where I want to be anymore. I want to go out there and, and explore financially, um, you know, the rentals are doing okay. I want to get more of them. I want to do the coaching, make some money off the coaching, but also just help other people. You know, don't get into the same mess that I got into. And that's know? exactly why I started this um, group, 
was to help other people, right? I mean, I, yeah. I say it all the time. I was a medic in the army. And for me, it's still deep down inside, buried in there, like you need to help other people, right? You have the skills. Yeah. People came to me for advice for years. And I'm like, you know what? Now it's time to maybe monetize it a little bit, right? So I right. do the coaching. I do the consulting and the same thing. So, you know, I, I love helping people. And I love the smile on their face when they see it turn. Like before when you were like, that's a good advice about getting up. Like I love that feeling when you can, you can get yeah. value from what I'm yeah. giving out because I'm disciplined because I've been doing it for years. Now I can teach you other people how to do it. And, you know, as a medic, you're always right. teaching people, right? There's other, you have to teach, you know, standard life care, right? Or, or basic first aid to other people who don't know how to do it, so. Right, I mean, I, I was a teacher for 12 years and the, the kids that I like to teach were the ones that were, oh, the problem child, you know, or the, you know, I didn't wanna teach the advanced courses. I wanted the lower level courses because I knew when they did well on a test, it's because of me. Mm -hmm. You know, that was the fulfillment that I got, you know, because as a teacher, no one tells you, hey, you were my favorite teacher ever. And, oh, you know, they come in with gifts. That, that doesn't happen. You it's know, it doesn't routine, happen. Right? Yeah, yeah. Right. But I would come home and I'd be like, oh, my God, hon, this kid today, uh, you know, can we, can we add an addition to the house so we can take them in? You know, like, I have that, that emotional part of me. Sometimes it's bad, though. You know, I get too emotional sometimes. But I want to help people. So, you know, people helped me get into this business and I kind of want to return it because they helped me be successful in 2017, 2018. I went on my own and did some stupid stuff and you know, sh shit happens, right? Yeah. Uh, learned a lot. And I want to teach people now don't do what I did. Um, you know, have thicker skin. I, I grew up on the a third daughter. Um, I was a baby, you know, eight and nine years younger than my sister's. And I would watch football with my dad every weekend. And my dad and I would throw the football outside of the house. You know, I became the tomboy of the family. So I had that drive and determination. Oh, yeah, I'm a woman, but I don't really care. I could do what a man can do, too. Yeah. So that was the mentality that I grew up with. You know, my dad is, is from Greece. He, he came here with nothing. He built a business himself. So entrepreneurship comes in my family. It's it's embedded in me same in mine yeah. very similar very similar background my mom uh is from central america my dad uh you know grew up a poor kid on long island you know of yeah. italian immigrants so for you know for us it's you know work hard or you get nothing in life you know and that's really how it is so yeah um, my parents are my biggest supporters financially too you know they they invest in my company too and you know they are my cheerleaders yeah. and um you know, it's great to have, you know, my dad's like, it's okay. You know, when I had my business, you know, we, we didn't do well. He sold cars. He, he started a car dealership and, um, you know, somebody wanted to buy it and he ended up going almost to bankruptcy over, you know, a deal and he ended up not selling it. And, and he went through a financial downfall like I am right now. And, um, he got back up and he got himself out of it. And it's nice to have that person to go back to and be like dad what am i doing wrong you know like help me out here like i need some strength you know yeah. like what yeah. do you do mm -hmm. and um, it, it's nice to have them too and you know out of my sisters i'm the my middle sister also opened up a, a, a store in wildwood new jersey she has a restaurant she has that entrepreneurship too um my other sister is a teacher 
So it's like I got a little bit of, of my oh, sister's yeah, 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 yeah. you know? Yeah. So well, um, that's obviously I, I, what. But I'm, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. I'm just, but I'm also unique in my own way. Um, but go ahead. What were we going to no, say? I, I was going to say that, uh, you know, obviously that answers my last question, which what helps you ring the bell every day and go after it? It's your family, right? And, and you're mo self-motivated through not only, you know, and, I, and I'm not trying to be a pocket psychologist here, but living up to your, your father and your sister and their influence and, and really showing them, hey, listen, I can cut my own path to the jungle. I don't need you and your machete. I can do it myself, right? Um, and and yeah. I, I love that. And that's why I kind of dedicated these first few episodes of the new year to female entrepreneurship, because I think it shows that number one, you know, there's a great book I read by, uh, Joanne Lippman last year called, um, that's what she said. And it's about basically women empowerment and, um, how they have to deal with so many more outliers in business and in life than male counterparts. And it's a stigma that's been around for a long time. For example, um, you know, when you, you were a teacher, they didn't bust your chops about going on maternity leave, but if you were like, uh, cause they might've actually, cause they said, well, I need to find a sub now for the rest of the, you know, the rest of the year for when you go on maternity leave right. where for men, they, they don't, right. they don't care about that. But for you, it's an issue. And, and I understand it's, it's part of life, but it's still, it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be at all. Right. right? There should be, you know, anyway, it's a great book. And so that goes yeah, on to my next point is what books would you recommend or kind of research would you recommend for people to, if they wanted to get in this business, uh, read and, and go after? So I read um, <laughs> a couple books that I have in mind is, um, God, I it's, uh, Traction was a good book. By yeah, who? Um, I can't think of the name. Let me say I have it on my... Um, an audible. I do audible a lot because as I'm driving around in my properties, um, I listen to podcasts. I listen to books. Um, I'm not a big, uh Oh, can you still hear me? I can. Yeah. Okay. Sorry I'll, look about that. I'll look it up. Don't worry about it. Um, yeah, I, um, I'm not a big reader. You know, I never was a big reader. Obviously I'm a, I was a math major numbers to me. Yeah. So I, I read a lot of, um, of books. There's, there's also a lady, I'm a badass at making money. Okay. And that's Jen Sincere, I think. Yeah, she's good. She is hilarious too. Cause I like a little comic too. Yeah. I'm, I'm a bit of like, I have a little, sarcasm. you know, I, uh, I can be a little too sarcastic sometimes and not enough seriousness because yeah. I just think, you know, you need a little humor in your life, you know? 100%, 100%. Um, I, I love Tony Robbins. Okay. So which, anything which Tony, Tony Robbins, Robbins book has. would you rep rec uh, recommend for someone who's, uh, huh? Real estate. Um, I like Tim Ferriss. Okay. Tim Ferriss is good. Uh, I started listening to, and, and I'm all over the place. Um, is it uh, Carbone? Yeah. Uh, Grant Cardone? I lost you. Chrissy.
Well, we obviously lost Chrissy on the end of the podcast there, but it was a great example of how she succeeded in times of trouble and how she wants to share her growth and, and failures, both on the like to other people who are trying to build up these types of businesses. So follow Chrissy at My Turn Properties and check out her website at My Turn Properties NJ, and they'll be all linked in the podcast notes. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great day. Don't forget to ring the bell every day. Have a good one. Abrams out. Hi, everyone. Paul here from RTB Limited's Ring the Bell Success Podcast. People often ask us what RTB does. Well, we're a consulting firm that analyzes your company from the top down and then breaks into three areas we feel are the basis of every well-run business. Your people, the process, and the profits. From there, we offer services like consulting, training, and coaching for companies and individuals alike. If you'd like to learn more, check us out at www.rtblimited.com services and click on the links to learn more. At the side, you can schedule a free 30-minute initial consultation with us so we can learn more about you and your business. We're looking forward to hearing from you and helping you bring the bell of success.